Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener. You'll have ad-free episodes and join us on our monthly Zoom calls with other podcast listeners and get to know the community at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes. Welcome to the weekly We Are LA Tech Remix episode. I'm Alex Bloomberg, host of the podcast Startup, and you're listening to We Are LA Tech. My name is Esprit Devora, born and raised LA, and I created We Are LA Tech in 2012 to unify the community. Podcast launched in 2014, continuing to help people find the best talent, to connect with each other, to form awesome relationships. So proud of this show. Enjoy. Hey, I'm Shane Miller, founder of AuthArmor. We have tools to make two-factor and passwordless authentication easy for business owners and developers. We're based here in Paulus Verdes. What we're good at right now, our, our primary use case that we're attacking is if you're using multi-factor authentication, you know, those six-digit codes that you have to type in, and this is very popular within cryptocurrency, we can replace that with biometrics. So now your users can just get a simple push message on their phone and do biometric. There's no more six-digit codes. If you're using SMS authentication for codes, that's extremely bad. That's been uh, attacked multiple times and SMS codes are just extremely unsafe. And then there's this new concept of passwordless authentication, which everyone's uh, excited about. And I'm very excited about as well. Passwordless has many benefits. You know, if there's no passwords, there's nothing for a hacker to steal. There's nothing for a your users to remember. There's nothing to forget. There's nothing to write down. And uh, with AuthArmor, we can also help with passwordless authentication. So we can help businesses really secure any type of uh, online presence, whether it be uh, workplace or consumer-based. And how do you protect companies against crypto fraud? Well, so what would happen is if you're a crypto provider, the measurements that are usually in place right now are, you know, you're going to log into that website with a username, password, let's say a crypto exchange, for example, Um, the consumer is going to log into that website with a username and password, then they're probably going to be asked for a two factor code. So they're going to get out their phone, they're going to find that six digit code, they're going to type it in. Then if they want to go do a withdrawal, they're going to have to type in that uh, another six-digit code. And there's all these six-digit codes that are just happening all over the place. And we know that a lot of times with users, friction, you know, users are lazy. They're just gonna, we're all lazy. Anytime there's extra friction in play, the user might not do it, right? So it's shopping cart abandonment or um, just not wanting to use the exchange too much. And so what we do is we add an extra level of security on top of it. So instead of doing a six-digit code, we'll do biometrics. And that biometrics is backed with a FIDO technology. FIDO is an organization out there. um, It stands for Faster Identity Online. And it is a standard that we're using. So we didn't roll our own security with biometrics. And so, you know, it all comes together to create a a really strong security product. So are you looking to raise or are you looking to stay self-funded? Yeah, we've been self-funded and we are looking to raise right now. We do have a safe round open right now. And so we are talking to investors and um, you know, definitely trying to raise our first official seed round, I guess, or our safe round, you could say, most definitely. And what would make it an appealing investment for them? This market right now, this passwordless market or security market is absolutely exploding right now. Earlier this year, there was a company called Transmit Security that made a huge record-breaking round. I believe they raised around five or $600 million for their Series A, which was just huge and record-breaking. 
We know that passwordless authentication is going to be huge in the next, you know, 10, 15 years. This is where things are moving to. Everything is incorporating uh, passwordless authentication. And so we just, um, we're there on the forefront of this technology to ensure that it's easy for developers. It's easy for consumers. We're reusing existing technology. So it's very price effective. The main point is, is just to build very effective tools that are easy for everyone to use. Hi, this is John Ferrar, CEO of Nimble, creator of relationship management systems for individuals and teams looking to scale relationships that help them achieve their dreams. We're based in Santa Monica. So we start meetings at Nimble where we're telling stories. Like, yeah. what'd you do this weekend? What'd you cook this weekend? Where'd you go? What, what's right. going on, right? right? And that conversation could last 15 minutes. It could even last 20 or sometimes mm. 30 because people get into telling their stories. And the best way to connect with others is what I call the five Fs of life, family, friend, food, fun, and fellowship. These are the commonalities that you share in order to build the intimacy and trust that you need so that when the bullets inevitably start flying, that that person in the trends digitally next to you is going to have your back. And there's a higher probability that they'll have your back if they, quote, know, like, and trust you. And so in the old days, when you go in somebody's office, you look at the walls, look at the books they read, the degree of the school they went to, the albums that they listen to. Those are my records back there. That's some of them. <laughs> and today we do it digitally. And I think that you need to give space for human connection in, mm. uh, in, in the corporate world. We used to do that around the coffee around the water cooler or whatever, you know, the, the thing is. But I think there's a high propensity of distraction that can happen at the office. And also a reliance on people that are sort of not willing to be structured and organized and concise. And I think that in our digital world, you're really forced to be structured, uh, organized and concise. And uh, and I think it's better. I, I, I could put my head down. I get shit done. I love it. And circling back to Nimble specifically, um, the first thing, and we talked about this just a bit earlier, is I, when I discovered it, I'm like, oh, how cool social CRM. And, you know, Nimble really like championed that in, in the tech space for prioritizing social relationships within your CRM thinking, your contact management. Where is Nimble today? And who is Nimble for? Like, who should be thinking about it? I still have Nimble in my mind if I want to form really high-quality relationships and not just be exclusive to an email address, but really find out, like, who someone is on the rest of their their social identity. Mm-hmm. Nimble is a place to go to do that. How would you describe Nimble? I'd say that Nimble is the relationship serum. We're the one that's focused on enabling an individual or a team of people to collaboratively build the trusted relationships that they need to build in order to achieve their goals. If you Google CRM and you go to places like Salesforce or Pipedrive, they're the sales CRM. They say that right on their website. And they're basically for pounding prospects and customers until they buy or die. And I think that that's sort of an old mentality of sales that has made sales a four-letter word, even though it's five letters, but you know what I mean. <laughs> um, and so I think it's one of the biggest reasons why people don't use a CRM is because it's not built for relationships, it's built for reporting. So CRM is supposed to stand for customer relationship management. I think it stands for customer reporting management. And I know a thing or two about this because I invented CRM. I invented contact management. 
In fact, some people don't know I actually invented market automation. So if you Google automated processes goldmine, you'll see I trademarked automated processes 30 years ago, which was actions based on triggers. You could put a name in goldmine if it looked like this, goldmine would do that. But the thing is, is that goldmine started as a relationship manager for the team, not a CRM. And so the the root of CRM is contact management. Then it evolved into SFA, where you added the, the sales engagement things that you needed. Then it evolved into CRM, which is the pipeline and the reporting stuff. That's kind of where Siebel came in, and then Salesforce followed them. And I think that we, we, lo- we got lost. And so Nimble is for individuals and teams that value relationships and want to scale those relationships to achieve their goals. And they're not just interested in pounding leads and putting them in a deal to buy or die. Hey, this is Amanda Light, co-founder and director of growth at Nimbler.ai, an AI scheduling and communication platform based in Santa Monica. So I was finishing up one job here and I was just kind of ready to start something else, just networking, seeing what was out there. And I met um, my who are my two co-founders now uh, through networking locally. And they're both based in Santa Monica as well. They had built a prototype at this point. So the problem that they had identified to solve essentially was the problem of no-shows in healthcare, to put it Put, to put it simply. So bridging that gap between patients and medical practices, the communication gap that results in a lot of monetary losses, gaps in care, things like that. So I loved the idea. I loved the size of the market, low technology adoption, the patient frustration, which I mean, you and I can relate to that as a patient trying to reach a medical practice and all the communication and back and forth that goes into it. So um, I loved the problem. I loved what they were doing. And so I kind of jumped on board and I got lucky that it was in LA, although. Um, like I said, I'm partial to LA. Family's still here and everything, so it'll be it'll be tough to get me to ever leave. <laughs> and tell me about how you met your co-founders. They're both LA-based. So who are they and how did that come to be? Yeah, so they're Juan and Andres. They're actually both from Colombia. They're amazing. I'm so lucky to work with them. And they had co-founded a company together previously, so they they let me in on this one. I met them. I met Andres just networking essentially in Santa Monica, and like I said, they they were showing me what they had going on. They need someone like boots on the ground, sales, growth oriented, um, like marketing, customer success background. And I was like, let me in, let me do it. So <laughs> we, we took the, we finished up the prototype and I got my skin in the game, kind of hit the ground running together and we built the company up uh, to what it is now. And did you meet them at an event in LA? I met them through like a mutual introduction. So I was working in Santa Monica at the time and Andreas lives and was working nearby also. So it was just through a mutual connection. We had some coffees. Being that you're like a huge part of your job is knowing a lot of people and networking, what guidance can you give to people networking in Los Angeles, especially in this weird time we're living in? Mm-hmm. Like networking was different before the pandemic. It's different now and it's probably going to be different again. So have any tips on in all these phases that we have to like ping pong through totally. how to network? <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I certainly haven't figured it out yet either, but I mean, a lot of events that we thought we were going to have recently got recanceled. So there's been, you know, it's just very dynamic. I have the personality. I'm lucky, you know, I'm willing to kind of get out there and put myself in front of people. And like I said, I'm from here. So that does help getting some connections. As for tips, yeah, it's it's going to keep changing. So we just have to keep adapting. So I'll set up little Zooms. I'll meet people if they're comfortable, you know, outdoors for coffee that 
anyone, even for example, I'm in healthcare, anyone, whatever they're doing, I just think it's interesting and you never know who you're going to meet and connect with. So just being open. And I think people are looking for that. People are looking Mm. for the person to come to you and say, Hey, are you free for a coffee on, do you have any time on Tuesday or Thursday? And, and everyone, I feel like you're, you leave that feeling refreshed and energized because we're not getting as much of that kind of social interaction that we were in. And the social action that we are getting is not as much work-based and it's giving you, you can, when you're talking to someone else, you get that creativity flowing and understanding things from different perspectives. So I think just being the one, be brave, reach out and you know, what's the worst that can happen. The We Are LA Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Corey Jennings. Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll. Music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The We Are LA Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes.